Are uh, we on? Yeah. Hello. Hello. It's Pete and Ruby again. And uh, yeah, we're here today with uh, you are introducing. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, um, we're here with a very special guest, our first guest. Um, Pete's wife, Colleen, is with us. Hi, Colleen. How are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, I wanted to have you on because, I mean, Pete says that you're funnier than he is. Oh, no. <laughs> so, um, no. Um, and no, I think you're super funny and smart. And yeah, I just wanted to like bring you in. Um, Likewise. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, we were kind of discussing like the concept of evil, which is like a super broad topic. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, cause like, I mean, I guess Pete and I are like yesterday we're talking about like psyops and how everything sort of feels like manipulated and like what the purpose of that is but I feel like Pete doesn't believe that there's any such thing as like actual evil like I feel like you don't like the duality right yeah I mean like I feel like it's uh we're here you know if we live a thousand life or a million lifetimes and this is all just like an illusion I would imagine that every one of us has experienced um every spectrum of what's considered duality or good and evil so then what does it really mean if you know it's like alan watts uh the philosopher always talks about like living we're living a dream and it's like if you could choose to dream anything like even if you could live your perfect life like if you had the choice to live exactly what you wanted like anything you dreamed of whether that's money uh success whatever over time like you would just get bored of the perfect life so you would want challenges you would want different experiences that maybe aren't considered good because it's like you know it's boring so if we have these multitude of experiences like what is really good and evil but besides an experience or a way of experiencing something yeah well without like something being like hard or bad or challenging i guess you wouldn't have like a gauge for what's good or like what you enjoy yeah i mean i do think that there's like i don't know i do think that there's some things that are just like pretty much purely evil but i don't know what do you think colleen no, it's like it's probably like a spectrum like anything else like it's has anybody really good too like what is good <coughs> the other way too and be like well, what, you know what are you uh how are you gauging it like we're all just here living the experience as like an extension of god an extension of like a higher power like whatever so is there really true evil i don't know yeah i guess i mean I th- I agree that it's a spectrum, but I think when you're talking about, like, maybe I just think of it in, like, relation to other people, like, not so much, like, an experience, but, or, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think if you're doing something intentionally harmful to other people, <laughs> mm. um, 
Yeah, I feel like that's that's how I consider it, I guess. Um, which is kind of where like the sort of manipulation of like the media and news and like um that sort of thing comes into. I think it's like intentionally, like willfully harmful, you know? Um so that's why I guess I think it's bad. But maybe I mean, maybe there is some greater purpose to it that, like, and, you know, like Pete was sort of saying at the end of the day, like, or, like, long, long term, you know, thousands of years from now, maybe it's for the best, you know? Um, but if we if we make it that long, you know, like, I don't, I'm not convinced <laughs> the Earth will continue to exist for thousands of years, but <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's like, I'm not like a doomer, like the world's going to end, but like, but I do kind of, I don't know. I have a hard time thinking that far ahead, I guess. <laughs> like, what'd you say? Like, I, you can't like picture it. It's like, in, what's the concept of infinity? Let's yeah. Yeah. It, it freaks me out. Yeah. I don't know what's scarier. I think I've said this before, but like the end of the world or like, you know, like, even like death, like I don't know what's scarier, like either there being like nothing or like there being something. Like I feel like either way, it's like if I had to be reborn and do this all over again, like that freaks me out too. I don't like that either. <laughs> like, but also the idea that there would be like nothing doesn't sound great. But I'm not really, I don't sort of have like, I don't think of things in terms of like heaven or hell. Like I don't. I don't really have that because I didn't grow up like religious or anything. So like I, it's hard for me to think that that's, that like I would end up going to heaven. Like that's a hard thing for me to consider. Why, what do you mean? Why? Like, um, I mean, I think it exists, but like, I don't know. Like, I, th I just don't think it makes sense. Like you, what you go, what do you, I mean, what is it supposed to be? You know, like, what are you doing there? <laughs> like just existing as like a soul you know that's like mm. one with everything out you know I don't know I just it's like again it's like impossible for me to like conceptualize it um but like yeah I don't know what do you think happens <laughs> I don't know I mean I think uh I mean I think it's maybe just a like energetic form of this, you know, like, I think it's like a cycle. I think it's like a repetitive cycle until we figure out how to get, uh, personally, I think we have to figure out how to get out of here, but that's just my, <laughs> that's um, my understanding. Like, I think, I think you have to like, it's like, I think enlightenment is like bringing the divine through in this physical reality and um i think we have to figure out how to do that and we can't get out of here until we kind of figure out how to do that and i think we just repeat the cycle i think we go and reincarnate and reincarnate until we're able to like figure this out yeah yeah i think that makes more sense to me like that's sort of how i think about it, it just but the idea that like one dies and then like if you've you know <laughs> lived your life right you go to heaven like i just don't uh, i don't know i just that's a really hard thing for me to like wrap my brain around but i i it makes sense that you kind of you know repeat the cycle or go through like different 
maybe different planes of like reality or existence as yeah. you get like closer to that like oneness or like divine level you know yeah i mean like maybe you have to evolve through certain levels like a video <laughs> game you know yeah exactly <laughs> like a video game um, so you re-emerge into like oneness yeah you know it's like um you know like uh this is 3d the physical reality and then maybe you evolve into like an energetic form where you're like almost like a guide for people and then after that maybe you evolve to like another level of that uh-huh i don't know i'm not i mean i've experienced like spirits obviously so there's something there mm. oh true right <laughs> like uh, i always <laughs> No, that makes so much sense. I just didn't think of it like that. Part like, of me, then part of me always thinks like maybe, um, like I'm I'm viewing it a certain way. I'm interpreting the energy a certain way, but maybe it's really one force or one energy. Like it's just you, like well, yeah, or even like I'm communicating with energy. And I'm interpreting it a certain way. But if it's like, say, God, I wouldn't know the difference, you know? Yeah. So maybe I'm just feeling the spiritual realm and it's just an energy and it's coming through a certain way or it's communicating with me a certain way to bring somebody, you know, healing or comfort. But maybe it's really just like I'm communicating with God. Hmm. And it's just my interpretation. It doesn't matter, I guess, does it? Like... Either way, I, it's like in a way it does because you want to you want to know like I don't know m me who I am wants to know like what the hell is really going on. <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah. Well, Colin, what do you think? You said you've been on like kind of a Catholicism kick, mm -hmm. um, and so I guess like I feel like <laughs> I feel like there's a pretty strong concept of like good and evil maybe and definitely like heaven and hell um mm -hmm. but yeah like where does that come in well i guess if you're looking at like the bible like the bible says like there's heaven there's hell and there's you know you know the ultimate goal is to be a good person in this life and then believe in jesus and everything and then you're gonna get to like you know the end goal is heaven to be a good person. But my interpretation growing up Catholic was always like, there's like lessons along the way and there's like good takeaways from everything. Like I never really got the feeling like, like of going to hell. Like that just never felt like something that was like true. You know, like I always felt like we were all just like energetic spirits here. It's like saying like what religion is right. You know, right. it's like, exactly. is that like, okay, so like my friends down the street that are Jewish, like they're going to go to hell. Like that just never seemed right to me. So no. it's like, I, I was just like, take away like lessons from the Bible or like lessons from like the story of Jesus about like radical acceptance of like everybody and love for everybody. Like that always like really rang true to me. Um yeah, I think that's the part that makes sense to me, too. You know, like, that's the part that feels true or, like, the part that, like, I can actually incorporate into my life. But, like, yeah, I think the concept of, like, sin is really, like, 
I don't know. I think that's one of those like <laughs> it's subjective. Like it's like the original psyop, you know? Like it's like, yeah. like putting the seed in people's head that like makes them feel like guilt and shame and mm-hmm. causes like this cycle of of you know right doing wrong and feeling shitty and like beating yourself up or taking it out on other people and like you just go that just like goes on forever and that was all like the roots of catholicism was anything they whatever they determined as a sin was really just to benefit the catholic church you know it was like well don't you know don't covet your neighbor's wife because like you're supposed to have your own little family that you raise and there's if you're you know out there sleeping with everybody like that's not good for the overall community because it creates turmoil, you know, unwanted pregnancies and like, you know, children just running around, you know, who knows who's responsible for who. So they, <laughs> they, yeah. they controlled it by keeping everybody in their one little family units or, you know, giving your money to the, to the church or, you know, even just showing up for confession. It was like, you're giving away your innermost secrets to the man behind the curtain to say like, oh, this is what I did. Please, you it's, you have the power to forgive me. Yeah. Ugh. I know that That just feels like, yeah. I mean, I think that that's true though, that sin and that sort of thing exists to create order and, and mm. you know, benefit society as a whole. I mean, even like priests having to be celibate for, for example, like, they want them to be completely devoted to the Catholic church. Like that serves mm-hmm. the whole system. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it's not like human nature right. to do that. Like it doesn't really make sense and it obviously doesn't work, yeah. <laughs> but like, um, but yeah, I guess that's the, like where it benefits like the, the greater like purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, it also makes no sense if you're like a family getting advice from a priest who's not married, who doesn't have kids, you know, (laughs) their view on life is going to be so different than yours. You know, they couldn't even relate to you. So it's like, that's actually a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think, you know, yeah. And just the idea that you're supposed to like, even like, if you like seek any type of counseling, like you're doing it through a priest who like really doesn't have any concept of what your life is like. No. And never will. And, and so they're just going off like the word of God, um, which sorry, but it doesn't cover everything, you know, (laughs) like it just, I don't know. I think that's a really good point. I've never, ever thought of it like that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and then they're open to their interpretation of what God thinks, too. It's not mm-hmm. even like your own version of spirituality. It's their version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, no matter what the words say, everyone's going to interpret it, like, slightly differently. And so yeah. it's really kind of impossible to, like, narrow down. Like, I mean... Yeah, some people read the Bible very literally, um, but then, you know, I'm definitely somebody who thinks that does, I don't take anything that literally. I think everything's kind of like, you know, like metaphorical or like phil- philosophically, I can understand what they're like getting at, but I just can't, I can't like read something like the Bible and, and mm-hmm. believe everyone, <laughs> you know, like 
it just that doesn't work for me. Um, I don't believe it was like meant to be that way. It doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like it. But but that's the thing. Like if you go to church, like around where I'm from, like Mm. people, that's that's how it's read. It's like Mm. it's very very literal. And I mean, yeah, there's still so much like hate and like what I would think of as evil that comes out of reading the Bible like that. I don't think it's meant to be read that way. Mm. Um, And I think it is used as like a method of control and oppression and, um, (laughs) you know, keeping people from like realizing their full potential because it doesn't matter. You're going to, you know, you keep your head down, you live this life of poverty and struggle, and then you go to heaven and it's beautiful and you'll have a mansion in the sky and like, you know, it's, it's insane, but it, yeah, it's totally propaganda, but like, that's, I mean, that's what happens. Like people, that's what they believe. And I mean, maybe that's true. Maybe it, you know, you create your own reality and that's what you think. But I just, I think for, for a lot of, yeah, for a lot of like the kind of Southern Christian tradition, it's like, um, it's kept people like poor and, um, unable to like change, you know, their life for their family or like they, it keeps them small, I guess. Um, like the working class, the working class, definitely. Yeah, no. And you know, that's the biggest thing. It's like, if you ask anybody, like probably the most memorable quotes are from the Bible are about how, um, what is it? The, uh, I'm not good on this, but like, um, the pinhole what is it called it's like the it's oh easy. the like it's the eye of a needle yeah a camel to fit through the eye of the needle than a rich man to get into heaven yeah Something like that yeah. and it's like what is that teaching you you know mm-hmm. and then if that's like in our psyche or you know pushed into the mm-hmm. mass consciousness it's like it's just creating a class, uh, working class through ideology, you know? Yeah. And I mean, to be perfectly honest, like I've always, I mean, yeah, I don't have the greatest concept of like wealthy people, you know, I, I don't, I guess I think that there's some, there's a tendency if you have that much money, you, you have a lot of, you know, you have more power and therefore, you're probably there's probably something corrupt going on, you know, like you're probably not the best person. And like, so in a way, like we all cut or I definitely um, absorbed that messaging, um, which not to say like you need to be super rich, but like, um, y- yeah, I think that it it totally keeps people from even you know, imagining much less like working towards or manifesting, you know, a better life for themselves. Um, well, you if, know? if you're rich and you're comfortable and you're free, like financially and in a sense, <coughs> it's like you'll probably do anything to keep that because you don't want to go back to having to worry about money or think about money, <coughs> you know? So if you have the power to keep that, why wouldn't you? human nature Mm. that's true it is kind of human nature like um just like Mm self-preservation yeah well that's even like when we're we're talking about 
uh, Kanye and Balenciaga. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. It's like if they create this like feel this like negative feeling associated with um you know being an elite or being rich so like if besides all the other stuff going on like if you look at balenciaga and all that stuff with the children and stuff like that if people believe that you know these elite people are doing negative things to maintain control or negative things to be rich like whether it's sacrifice ritualistic stuff even if it's not necessarily real maybe more symbolic you know people will then associate being elite with these like evil things and then it's like it's almost like reinforcing where you are like I don't want to be rich or elite because they do weird and evil things. You know? mm-hmm. So it's the same type of concept of like reinforcing where you are based on like your view of this reality. So if you think it's evil, you're not going to be one of, you're not going to want to be part of it because it goes back to everything. Like you're doing something evil, you're going to go to hell or you're going to have, negative re- repercussions you know yeah, like bad karma whatever yeah mm-hmm. but it, maybe it's all just bullshit maybe it's just all an illusion to make people think that way when they don't you know they don't associate it with anything they're just using it as a way of maintaining power through your subconscious you know you think um, like whatever backlash this brand is like facing because of whatever they've done is like it's better to i don't know set themselves up as like an elite brand that is evil that maybe poor people wouldn't want to be associated with yeah and they're just going to deal with it yeah it's almost like you know it's almost like i think i read something one time where like cigarettes like when they were like you know when culture was changing and they were saying like cigarettes are bad for you, it's like, it almost made people smoke them more in a way because it was like, yeah. I relate to that actually. Like every time I like would like see like an, an like a anti like smoking campaign, like I'm like, it just, it, it stresses me out and I want a cigarette. Like, I don't know. Um, it's, like, it's like, Oh, smoking's cool. Like the bad, you know, like the off, you know, um, cuff or like, bad people or like in a cool way not bad people in an evil way but like you know like, like the bad with our smokers yeah so it's like it made people want to smoke in a way but like where this when we're talking to like balenciaga like they're doing evil things people are like oh i don't i don't want to be rich or i don't want to be elite and because it's like you're associating your mind associates the evil stuff with being elite so it like reinforces your class or your, you know, that you're a working class because you don't want to be part of that. You know, think about every, if you look at anything in social media now, I, I would say everything with the elites or if you're on to any conspiracy stuff, it's always like they're Satan worshipers or they're, you know, sacrifice or all this weird stuff. And it's like, think if you really think about that, I would, I would say anybody you ask who like looks into conspiracy stuff, associates the elites with doing something dark and sinister 
Yeah. I mean, I think most people do. But then again, like, I've definitely... I don't know. I feel like very recently I had to explain, like, to somebody, like, some friend of mine, like, that... Like, there are people that actually believe Hillary Clinton, like, eats babies. You know? Like, she had no idea that, like, that was even a thing at all. I mean, like, you know, like... I thought everybody knew that. I thought everyone knew that, right? <laughs> like, I thought it's just like, duh, Hillary Clinton eats babies. Like, we all know. It's, like, just a fact. But, I mean, you know, it's like a... It's a... Whatever. It's a made-up fact. But, you know. I mean, but there's something about her that, like, feels a little bit like... I mean... You know, like that's what they said in fairy tales, like in Hansel and Greta, like the old, like evil witch is gonna like eat the children, right? Isn't that like what that story is about? And it's just like, I don't know. This is like metaphor. You, you were saying, you were saying, Pete, like, um, you know, it's like a, like a, the elite just reinforcing <clears throat> their status by almost like leaking, like information like oh we you know like the balenciaga thing like oh we're actually pedophiles or always oh, support you know child pedophilia or whatever to like separate themselves from like the lower class right yeah but it's like but there are and you said like there's all this stuff like oh they're all satan worshipers or like whatever like that's like the narrative but then there are actually bad people who are doing bad things with their power yeah like i've seen yeah I'm yeah not- I'm not denying that there's, I'm sure there's ritualistic stuff that goes on. I mean, these people are into the cult, they're into magic, they're into different aspects of things. But I think, you know, I think a lot of it is more like mind control and like, you know, like where it's like anything, like who controls information, you know, like where does all this stuff come out? I think a lot of it comes out for multiple reasons. I don't think it's just, you know, I think they use their power to manipulate and it's more manipulation than anything, you know? But like Colleen said, like there is, there is really stuff like that going on. Though. Like, and, and I think, you know, what you were saying about like, the occult you know you know that these people are like into the occult and they're they are doing some sort of magic like um i think like for that for for that kind of magic to work i think you have to get like someone's consent you know so you have to kind of let people know what you're doing and then if they fall for it like that's on them you know what i mean like I I just I'm trying to like make a point which is not that people not that these elite people are like eating babies and doing horrible like evil things but like I do think that whether they're putting that out there like metaphorically or whatever like they are they are planting seeds in our brain for a reason like letting us know what's that something's going on here um because they they can't you know they can't like their magic doesn't work if if we don't believe in it you know what i mean yeah exactly (laughs) yeah so they have to kind of show us what's going on right to know how to look you know or see it you know it's like anything that's why like you ever see like you know, I'm, I was definitely deeper into conspiracy, but it's like if you um, look at all these like events, like the Olympics or stuff like that, and they'll like do different 
the way they do ceremonies. And I always remember like if you ever, I think it was the, I don't know what year it was, so I'm going to butcher it, but I think it was when it was in, uh, no, London. London, I think was 2012. If you look at the London 2012 Olympics, their like opening ceremony has like this like weird connection to like coro- uh, coronavirus and stuff. Like it's like, oh no, no. <laughs> I mean, I believe it, but God, that's like, so dark. Look up the, I think it's the London Olympics, or just type in the Olympics with like pandemic um, ceremony, <laughs> and it's like the you're like at the Olympics and they're, they have like these doctors with like hospital beds and stuff like that. So they use these events where people are viewing, you know, these mass events and, you know, they use it to bring forth, you know, ceremony. It's a, it's a magical ritual. Like if you, you want something to happen, you use like the energy of everybody's intention of watching this and getting into their subconscious and manifesting. You know, but. so you think the coronavirus was manifested? I don't know. I think God, or there's this overriding power that has control over everything, and I think Corona, in the scheme of things, was good because I think it woke a lot of people up. See, I think like God always has the final say, or there's this power that always has the final say, and I think. <laughs> In the end, it's all for the highest purpose. So I think in the end, like, the good guys win. And I think, you know, the elites know that. But, you know, they're going to have their fun while they can. Oh, God. Um, sorry, I was, like, looking up the London Olympics thing. Um, but I'll, I'll have to... That's too, that's too much of a, like... I don't know. There's just too much to think about there or something but i don't know that like i mean i don't think i don't know that coronavirus was like manifested i do think it was an intentional or like planned um yeah i definitely think that and that makes me sound like a crazy person i guess but yeah i think that there's like i think that there is like a you know, a 10, 20 year plan happening here for like mind control more or less, you know, just like, it's sort of like, you know, they can't use religion the same way to keep people, um, to sort of, yeah, like make people, you know, be, uh, like sheep, I guess, (laughs) you know? And so they have to find other things to do that. Um, and I don't know, like, I don't know if coronavirus like, part of that, but it seems like it totally could be. I mean, it, we all had to sit at how like at home for, you know, months and, like, not do anything. Um, I don't know what that's all about, but, like, you know, it seems like it whatever, whatever they tried to do, it probably worked. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like, even, like, look at Western society's, like, fear of death. So I think it kind of, like you know, help people get over that in a way. I mean, either you're going to get over it or you're not, you know, so you either got over it or you went like (coughs) the other way where you were terrified. But I think the majority of people, it kind of woke them up to be like, oh, you know, what am I doing with my life? Like, 
you know, is this meaningful? Am I like rewarded by what I do with my life? You know, made them examine them, their life. Yeah. Like, does my job give a shit about me? Um, you know, like, yeah, like, like you know what I mean? Like if you had the kind of job where they were still going to give you a paycheck, regardless of whether or not you could come into work, like that's one <laughs> thing. But then if you're the kind of person who like doesn't have a job like that and just doesn't have a job now, and the government doesn't give a fuck about you. Like, you know, um, you can't, there's no jobs to be like to get all of a sudden. Um, I don't know. It just like makes you examine a lot of things. Like what's really, what's important here. Do like, do I want to be doing, you know, participating in any of this? Like, I don't know. Um, I think it, it does make people like question that stuff. So maybe, I don't know, maybe it did have a good impact but like in the short term it worked for whatever i mean there was like a huge redistribution of wealth basically um so i think that was probably good for a handful of people uh, <laughs> um like as far as like the elites go like you know like in the short term i think it worked for them but it maybe what you're saying like in the long term it's going to it helps us, you know, like places like New York, where like people constantly like grind to like capitalist nature and just, you know, it made them think like, oh, is this like really worth it? Or is yeah. this really what I want? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it made people want to like live off grid a little more or like come back to nature, you know, and mm -hmm. stuff like that, where you're just not like grinding and going into the city every day and just like mm -hmm. working and then coming home and not really having a life and mm -hmm. stuff like that where you know these big cities where like you know new york city is like always a grind everybody's always moving everybody's always working you know it's always about just getting more money and more money and more money when you know you have something like this that kind of makes you like stay home and like re-examine like the way you view life and your family and stuff like that i think it wakes you up yeah. yeah and it makes me you know it makes you think like oh is this all worth it like what am i grinding for what's my end goal you know yeah. and then if you're forced to stay home and like actually get a real break from it it you know it makes you kind of realize the things you're missing you know, or you spend more time with your family, you look at some of the issues with your family, whether it's your wife, your parents, your brother, or sister, you know, it makes you like kind of have to sit in it, you know, like you can't just work your life away and hide your emotions. There's no escape. <laughs> to like be confronted with like what their life is really like, or like what their lacking, or even the, the thought that your job could have been taken away from you. And you would have had no job. Like, that's your, that's like an identity crisis. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. I think that's so true because, like, um, I don't know. Like, the thing about a place like New York City, like, yeah, like, you have to kind of hustle to, to get by there. And, but you have like everything at your fingertips all the time. And so it feels kind of like, I'm sure for a lot of people, like, that seems exciting. And like, you know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of ways to escape. There's a lot of ways to like entertain yourself and sort of um, distract yourself. But then when all of a sudden like that stuff's taken away, like, yeah, you do have to sit and like mm -hmm. look around at the people who 
are closest to you and like look at your relationships and examine like what you're what you're actually doing with your life. Yeah. Well, um, that was like the sentiment of so many people that le- lived in New York City and left because they were like why am I here? Why am I paying so much in rent? Because I live in the city because of the culture, like the art, the music, the exposure that I get to everything. And now that's all taken away. Like, you know, why am I here? Yeah. They just moved to Nashville though. So it's kind of like not that different. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying like, it seemed like a lot of people like just like flooded to Nashville. And like, now it's like, I don't know, like you can't, it's yeah it's it's sort of like this place where you have to like there's a million things to do like there's tons of stuff going on all the time and it's really cool but like that you spend two hours in traffic every day and um you know like I don't know it's like not a great place to raise your kids um I don't know I'm just saying like I think I mean to me like all of that made me feel like, yeah, like, I just want to live in the woods. <laughs> like, I just want to, like, have a very quiet life <laughs> um, away from people. Like, I was like, I actually really like this. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. like isolation works for me. <laughs> um, yeah, me too. You know? <laughs> but, yeah, I think, I mean, I've kind of been feeling that for, like, many years. I think that, like, I don't really want to live in a big city. I don't. Like, I want to, I like the idea of having a simple life, I think. Um, But I think, yeah, like, in the past, like, year or, I guess, two years, like, it's definitely, um, like, yeah, like, I need to make that happen. I don't want to be, I don't need a lot, you know. I just, I I don't want to be, like, hustling my life away. And, like, I don't, I just don't have the patience to, like, uh yeah, I, like, spend my life, like, constantly moving and, like, going and doing and, like, just just to, like, make money. Like, I don't know. I don't I just – I don't – I just don't care enough. I, like – I love the idea of, yeah, like, having a little farm and living a really simple life. And I think a lot of people have kind of, yeah, like, wanted to make something like that happen too. Um, I don't know. Yeah. But, like, what do you see for, like, yourself? Because, like, I feel like you, Pete, like, you work a lot. Your job kind of, I don't know. It's, like, it keeps you on this very, like, odd schedule. Um, and, like, I don't know. Was it, like, was it that recently that you kind of were, like, I don't want to be doing this forever? Like, or have you been feeling that way for, like, a long time? Uh, I feel like I've always kind of had, like, I mean – the job I do is dangerous, so I always made, like, a good living, and, you know, I always liked it. Like, in the beginning, I felt like it was exciting, because I worked with, like, explosives and, like, underground <laughs> and stuff like that. But, I mean, gradually, it's like the New York grind is, like, I owned my own business, so it was like I would work in the city. I'd get up at, like, 3.30 in the morning, go to the city to work come home, do my side business and go to sleep at like 10 o'clock and I would just grind it out. And then, you know, after you have kids and stuff like that, it's like, you kind of want more time to like spend with them. And yeah, you, you know, it's everything. You want more time for yourself as well, because it's like, you're always grinding and you know, your relationships and it's just, uh, 
it's like, what's the end goal? It's like, it's not enough money where like one day I'm going to be like, all right, I don't have to work anymore. Like I'm free. So it's like, it's always like a hustle and bustle. So it's like, you're just grinding till you're retired. And it's like, oh, I'm going to be. I mean, that's the American way, isn't it? I don't know. Cause like, I guess I feel like, yeah, you seem kind of, you always seem very torn between like, you know, being aware of all of that, but also like, you're still kind of like, I don't know, I guess you're conditioned to be in like grind mode. So I, I feel like you, you're never going to get to a point where you like, feel like, oh, I have like, I have a good amount of savings. Like I have my, like I'm making headway with my own business and like, I can like leave this behind. Like, I feel like you, yeah, like we're all kind of conditioned. I don't mean just you and <laughs> I don't mean to like single you out. Cause like, I, I think it's like all of us are pretty conditioned to be like, well, I have to have a job. Like I have to get by. Um, I need, I need a certain secure, like a paycheck. And the reality is, is like, nothing is, is that secure, you know? Um, I don't know. Yeah. And then like, I see my dad who kind of worked blue collar his whole life and he's like 65, he's retired. He doesn't really need money now because, you know, he has his pension, he has an annuity whatever, but it's like, he's shot. Like he, you know, he has knee problems, hip problems, back problems. It's like, he can't even, you know, like, what is it worth when you're like 65, you know, you're, you're cranky cause you don't feel good. And it's like, <laughs> what do you do with your life? Like, <laughs> you know, so yeah. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be 65 and being like, oh, I should have took the shot when I had it or like, you know, or made a jump, you know? it's funny because like i feel like everything is manifesting in my life but not moving out of new york i don't know why like nothing's really shifted in terms of that so maybe there's something that i'm not seeing or like something that i need to like heal or some sort of subconscious issue (laughs) but it's like you have a insight on that i feel like you might have some insight on why why peace not manifesting (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or just like I don't know like how do you feel about it like mm. is it important to you like do you think I don't know do you think that there's something subconscious going on or because I don't you know it's like it's it's like anything it seems like so simple but then it's like if you really dig into the problem it's like a lot deeper than that it's like you're, like you just said like your self-worth issues or like oh I need to like it, it bothers me when I hear him say um, everything in New York is a grind. It's all just a grind. It's a, you know, it's like constantly, that's all the narrative that he says. And I'm like, well, if you fucking say it's a grind 24 seven, like what do you feel like a grind? It's your life. Yeah. That's you know? a really, yeah, that's good. I mean, cause I, I definitely, like, I do see the side of it though. And maybe that's the issue. Like, is that you're, like it's like being stuck thinking that it's a grind and it's miserable and awful and you're failing to see like what it you know like the good in it or what it affords you um you know the ways that it benefits you like the ways that maybe yeah you like you serve a purpose there that maybe you wouldn't elsewhere I'm not you know I don't know but I know it's hard a good point yeah yeah, it's hard to be like in the the shitty situation that you don't want to be in, and <clears throat> try to like talk your way out of it. 
you know, it's hard to show up at a job every day that you like, you know, feel like is like binding you here and mm-hmm. then be able to like visualize a way out when you're like so involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing is, is like moving, like it seems like some, like, oh, just like sell your house and buy a different one somewhere else. And it's like, none of it's really that easy. Like there's, right. you know, like there's just a lot of like, yeah, there's a lot of things. Factors. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot that needs to line up to make that happen. And mm-hmm. I just keep thinking like when the right <clears throat> situation comes around, it's going to be the right situation. And you're going to know. Yeah, and you're going to know. And it's like, it's not going to be hard or difficult. It's just going to flow. And you're just going to know. So that's just like, yeah. happened yet. But I don't know. I think the key is to be grateful and have gratitude for where you are at and like grow from there. Yeah. I, I have to say, I think that's like very... I mean, that's really what it comes down to, I think, with anything, you know, like anything that you can't change, um, (laughs) you know, finding a way to like accept it and appreciate it and show gratitude for, you know, um, for what you have. And I mean, I think that's like, I don't know if there is like a God out there watching, like that's what God wants from you, (laughs) you know, to they want to see like... uh, you know, yeah, they don't, nobody likes like, a, you know, a complainer or whatever, but I, I think it's like, it's a valid, it's a valid issue to have. I, I definitely, you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't like the idea of like the grind and just everybody like, yeah. you know, like just distracting themselves with like bullshit and spending money and like whatever, just to like, you know, forget about the fact that they like hate their miserable lives, you know, but then again, like that's a horrible way of like looking at life, you know, cause we, it's not, I mean, yeah. for most people, it's really not that bad. <laughs> you know, you, ha- I feel like, um, yeah, gratitude. It's like the, the simplest like answer. Um, but it's also kind of the hardest one to yeah. practice. <laughs> yeah. Like I always, like my biggest fear in life is, is to like be stuck in like a nine to five, like every day, like mm-hmm. going to the same place, sitting at the same desk, like doing a job that I don't like, like, you know, I work with a lot of people like that, that are just in their office. Cause that's just where they've been. Like, that's just the, the cards that were dealt and they just like hate their jobs and hate their life. And it's like, I love my job. Like, I feel so grateful for the job that I have and like feel a lot of gratitude for the experience that I was given. And like, I'm always just thinking like anything else, like if I ever go anywhere else or I'm looking for a different job, it's like whatever is right will just be, and it won't be hard and I'll feel good about it. And if it doesn't feel that way, then this isn't it. Like I had an interview for a job a while ago that was more money, but it was, on paper, it seemed like I would have like more freedom, but then in like the interviews and like whatever, I'm like, oh, this is actually a lot more like uh, dedication that I have now. And we have three kids. So I'm like mm-hmm. you know, sort of like the primary 
go-to parent. And I'm like, I want to be around for my kids. It's like something I really want to have in my life. And I'm like, this just doesn't. And like, I was so excited about the more money aspect of the job. I was like future planning for like how we're going to like spend the money and like whatever. But truthfully, like at night when I was just like alone with my thoughts, I was getting horrible anxiety thinking about. Yes. That's such a sign that like you don't need to do it. And it's taken me so long to learn that. Like, like I think I have like this anxiety because like it's something wrong with me, but no, like that's my body's like way of telling me like, this is not for you. Like, don't do this. (laughs) Watch out. Yeah. You really have to like lean into those physical feelings that you get of like, well, why am I feeling this way? Like something just doesn't feel right. And it usually isn't. And like when I didn't get the job, they actually like took the whole position away. They were like, we're not going to hire somebody for like that spot. I was like, this is just like a sign. Oh yeah. I mean, that's good. Cause I think, I mean, I don't know. Like I had, I didn't, I didn't end up applying for this job because I don't know. Like, so a friend of mine, like, um, I don't know, told me about this job that was hiring. It was like really good money, um, full time, like remote work mostly. Um, sounded really good on paper, but like I had another friend who had just like left the job and she was just like, absolutely not. It is the most like toxic work environment. Like, don't do it. And I was like, I like chewed on it for a while because I was like, I know they'll hire me. Like it's I definitely have like all the qualifications. Like I know people, I know the right people. Like I just, you know, like it would be an easy, you know, mm-hmm. an easy thing. Um, but yeah, like her, <laughs> what she had to say about it was like so bad that, <laughs> you know, and they couldn't, they couldn't keep employees. So like, that's a pretty good sign that like yeah. you fucking suck, <laughs> like you know, but, but I definitely like had to, spend several like nights like thinking about like do I want to even do that she basically she told me not to even apply because like she felt like yeah like I don't know just that I would be like setting myself up to have even more like conflict and I was like I don't know there's a reason this person is being like Mm -hmm. this you know like so I don't know this is I felt definitely felt like there was some divine intervention happening or something. Yeah. Um, yeah and I feel yeah, like it's so cool. ourselves into stuff too. Where, where, and like, I felt like I was doing that with this job too, where I'm like, Oh, it won't be that bad. Like I'll figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. you know? and then I'm like, when I really took a step back and looked at the whole thing, I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't really want to like the money would be so nice, but I really, I'm not going to be happy doing it. Yeah. And you like, it's just like, it's good that you get to make that choice. Like, um, and the fact that you like, you love your job, like not that, like not everybody gets to feel that way. Like, and it's not guaranteed that like, you'll love the next thing you find or whatever. So I get, I definitely get it. Like, why would you leave something that you know you love for something that like you haven't even started yet and is filling you with anxiety? Like, (laughs) yeah, I was like already feeling such anxiety about the, the amount of work that I'd have to do and just like the type of work was so different than what I'm doing now. But I, I was like trying to like spin it in my head that like it is sort of like within the field of like what I'm doing and like, or, or even like um, when you look to like apply for jobs and it's like going back to like the evil aspect mm-hmm. like we started with, it's like, how do you, 
how do you start working for something and not and just feel like it's not right from the get go? Yeah. You know, like what is going on with this company or like, what are they, what's the ultimate goal? Like with this organization working for, like, is it all above the board? Like, where's the money being made? You know? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I've definitely like, I mean, maybe I just don't like working, but I feel like I get to that point with like pretty much every job that I've had. I've like, you know, after a point, like I'm burnt out, I'm not feeling like my work is being appreciated or is ever enough, <laughs> like, you know, or, you know, just like having to examine like, and what are these people really doing? Like, what's the, like, what's the overall, like, um, I don't know, like goal, like what's, you know, are they doing something that is making a positive difference in the world? Or are they really just like, is, I don't know, are we just like, passing money around and pretending to do something, you know, I guess I've, I've always kind of been in like social work or some, something like that where like nonprofit work, I guess. And like the reason I, I, like I have always, yeah, worked for some kind of nonprofit and I always end up kind of eventually figuring out like, what is this? Like, it just feels like a scam at the end of the day. Cause it's like, I mean, people like there's good money to be made in nonprofits. Like, you know, uh, yeah. Um, and they're, it's typically like so disorganized and like, you know, people are, yeah, like money is being raised and put over here to pay people and people, you know, whatever, like the director is making so much money that like how much money is actually going to the programming and, and yeah. what, what effect or impact is that programming even having on the like people that it's supposed to be helping or whatever it's supposed to be doing, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> Nonprofits are a scam, but I also appreciate that. Like they're not all like that. No. But I think a lot of times like they get, they get like that. It, it can for sure. And it's like, I, I always bothers me because I work with kids in foster care and like a lot of them work, you know, a lot of them live in like a, you know, a group home type setting or like, mm-hmm type setting. And it's like the people that are interacting with these kids that daily that are responsible for their like day-to-day lives of like, you know, getting up, getting dressed, going to school, you know, whatever they get paid the least out of anybody. Absolutely. That always bothers me so much because I'm like, these are the people who are raising our children that for whatever reason, their parents can't raise them. Mm -hmm. So there's paid people who are there, but they're, they're paid like garbage. Yeah. And they deal with like one-on-one with the kids. It's like, do we care Mm -hmm. at all about the underprivileged children of our society? Yeah. I mean, the same goes for teachers. Like, you know, in a lot of cases, like these are the people like teaching and raising our children for like eight hours a day, every day. And like, it's crazy what, what they get paid, you know, compared to like, I don't know, just like anything else you can do. Like those things should be way more valued in our society. And I mean, I'm sure like, I I don't know, I've never run a group home, but I imagine running a group home is really fucking hard work. And it's so complicated and they deal with so much. And it's like, yeah, just think like, you know, if you're a person out there looking for a job, like I'm not going to go work for $10 $10 an hour or whatever. Like I can't afford that. Not here in, in our area, mm-hmm. you know, 
Like I can't, so I'm not going to apply that, but I think I'd be a great like mom to a bunch of kids. Like I'm a hard worker. Like, you know, I have a lot to offer on the table, but like, you know, somebody that's like going out there to work for minimum wage is going to be like, like, and I see it all the time. People just throw their hat up. Like, I can't forget it. Like I can't deal with this shit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and, and, you know, these, the kids need a lot. They need a lot of attention. It always, it bothers me so much when you just see how much people make, you know? Yeah. And like what they're actually doing that, and, you know, like just compared to like, uh, you know, whoever is their boss, like they're not dealing with, you know, I mean, I'm sure they have a lot of like stupid administrative tasks and like meetings to attend and like I'm sure that there's plenty of like work to be done but as far as like the actual like Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah like what (laughs) I don't know like uh, it doesn't make sense like the the higher up you get and the ladder like the less you have to do and the more money you make it just doesn't doesn't make and I guess that's like (laughs) that's like whatever capitalism is but I think that's why you know, people think it's evil. Right. And then, <laughs> you know, it happens all, and, it ha- and I see it from the inside because it's like people who are higher up are making the decisions about what, what happens with these kids in big, big ways. And they are, they haven't been with a kid, been in the same room as a ch- child in f- years. You know, some of them are yeah, so far removed. No idea. They have no clue and they don't. <laughs> you know, they don't take your opinion seriously all the time. Like they think it's sort of like having to go to a priest for like marriage counseling who has never been married or had a relationship. Yeah. Sort of like, why are we asked? Like, why, why is that person in charge here? You know? Right. It's it's really true. And it's like, everybody goes into this type of work with the best intentions, but then it gets lost along the way sometimes of like, you know, what, what did we truly set out for? Yeah, or what are we uh, working as a team where the people who are interacting with the kids all the time are really understanding where they're at and what's best for them? Because sometimes it gets pushed aside. Yeah, definitely. And and that can be come across as evil. I had to have you know we deal with families and stuff all the time that don't understand the decisions that are being made, and it's like a you know us versus them mentality when really it should be more of like a collective yeah like um and and if it's you know if it's a collective thing like everybody has the same you know goal which Mm. at the end of the day like regardless of what your role is like you all have the same goal which is to like take care of these kids and you know like (laughs) make sure that they have like a safe and happy life as much as possible. And I don't know, and like get them to adulthood without any, like anything horrible, (laughs) anything horrible happening. Like, it's not like, it's not that crazy of a goal, but like somehow, I guess it's like the ego or something that gets involved where people like, yeah, feel like they know best or they need to control, like have this power and control in whatever way that they can. Um, people really just want to be right. Like they want to, they want to make a decision and be looked at as, oh, I was correct about this. Yeah, that's you know? that's true. Like the part, it- of, part of like what I do is like um, advocating for like the kids and like what they want, like where they want to go, and like 
you know, that kind of thing. And I've got, mm-hmm. I've gone up against like other cases. <coughs> like this is not a good idea. And then when the idea goes through and things end up correct, like I have a, one caseworker that's references cases like years ago. And she's like, you know, I was really wrong about that. And I'm like, okay, we can stop talking about it now. <laughs> like, yeah, it's okay to be wrong. Like it's okay. Yeah. You know, it's like, you have to just like think about what the overall, but this, in this particular case, like she had a preconceived notion about the situation and it had to be like, Hey, listen, like, I think this is like a good idea. Let's all get on the same page. And she was just always like, no, no, no. But in the end it ended up being good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know, I definitely know what you mean. I've like, when I worked with kids, I I would go to like a lot of like, you know, like IEP meetings at schools and stuff and like try to advocate for like, you know, whatever accommodations the kid needed based on like their needs. And um, I don't know. I just had like, I definitely had to go up against like principals who were like just very, um, like no one else in the room, no teacher, like no parent, like nobody's ready to like speak up to this person and like stand up to them except for like little old me over here like <laughs> being like actually you know yeah like <laughs> I hear you but mm-hmm. and I you know like I just you know I think a lot of people think they know more than they do and don't want to be wrong but it's like it's really the I think um yeah I think it's the <laughs> it's okay like it's okay you can you can say like I don't know. You can you can move on if you allow yourself to be wrong, but if you don't yeah. then like you're kind of stuck in this place of like needing to force something to work when it doesn't. And yeah. you know, it's like it's way easier just to be like, "You know what? I was wrong." Like <laughs> next like one of the next thing. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, but I mean, people the people up top probably have a higher sense of self-worth. That's why they're making more money. And they probably believe themselves, their opinions to be right. And the people who are on the lower end of the (laughs) pyramid probably have a less of some sense of self-worth. So the more they would want to pull through like what they believe is right, you know? Hmm. So you, you think that there's something like, I guess, like internal going on where like you manifest this like, um, the dynamic like, you know based on your own self-worth and your and like the standards and expectations you have for yourself um like that you yeah you can like I don't know it because it kind of sounds like I don't know I don't know if I agree with you like, why do you why do you why do people manifest more or less money in general like I think what I, they want well I think it's also like their level of worth like they think they're worthy of or they like, or maybe they just don't want a lot of money. Yeah, that could be too. It's not, money is not just tied to self-worth. Yeah. And I also think like, I mean, you can't just go like walk in and get a high paying job because you believe it's owed to you. Like that's just entitlement. Yeah, but I think, that, <laughs> I think it is. I think it's like you need to have a certain level of self-worth to be prosperous or abundant or manifest something abundant yeah. like, you don't... I just mean it's, that's not the only thing yeah. like because like, plenty of people have like 
plenty of people are incompetent at doing their jobs, you know, and they, they definitely deserve to be there, but that doesn't mean that they're the best, you know. No, but I think in their head, they believe they're worthy of it. I don't, I mean, I think, I guess I, I guess I agree with you, but then like on, on the other side, like, I don't know. There's just lots of layers to it. It's not just self-worth yeah but i think you can't manifest something unless you have the worth of it like unless you believe that you do deserve it yeah. and like you can see it happening for yourself yeah, you can't manifest something outside of your level of worth like if you don't think you're worthy of it you can't man i don't think you can manifest it um, yeah okay no i mean no i guess you're, i guess you're right but you also like just because you believe you're worthy of it doesn't mean that you can manifest it by itself, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think there's a couple factors, but I think, yeah. No, well, just like what we were just saying, like you want to manifest like moving out of New York, but you're not. Yeah. So like, that's what is like holding you back from doing that. I don't know. What is Do you holding? believe you're worthy? I don't know. Maybe I don't. Maybe I think I need to like, you know, I, I feel like a reoccurring theme is like having to suffer to be successful. But I feel like I kind of work through that because even like my job, I don't really work anymore. I don't have to like do anything, but maybe it's mental suffering that I still have to You're work like through. You're like replacing the physical suffering that you used to do at your job with now like a mental, like you're blind. Yeah. I mean, my job itself, like I'm when I'm there, it's a joke. Like I'm not suffering in any aspect. It's more about just like time and having to be there. Yeah, but maybe you're blocking manifesting something more al- more aligned with what you want because you're not suffering. Yeah. And you'd be like making up for it in another way. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I just want to get out of New York. You always just say that. Yeah. Everywhere you go, you take yourself. So whatever problems you have in New York will exist wherever you go next. I promise. Is there any way I could go and not take myself? (laughs) I don't know. It's just something I, I try to remind myself. It's really true. I feel like I need to like, or I think there's a, um, like a tie between like wanting to physically escape something that's like it's actually like you mentally are wanting to escape it, like you're running away from yourself kind of um, yeah and there's like something it's more about something internal it's it's sort of like the anxiety that like Colleen was talking about about the job being like the thing that told her like no I don't need to do that I think like having that need to escape es- that feeling of like, I just want to get out of New York. Like that'll fix, that'll fix a lot of my like mental strife. I don't know. I think that's like, it's alerting you to something else. Probably. What is it alerting me to? I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's you'll, that's probably for you to figure out, but I, I do think there's something about, I don't know. There's something about it that is probably, it's just indicating something that like, you have to work through or that you don't want to face you know whether it's like like the history and like the I don't know like uh 
there's something about New York that represents something to you. I don't know, like a different person that you used to be, like a shadow aspect of yourself on some level. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Uh. No, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, he's, I, he's think like, I think like it's like the, the you know. <laughs> it's loading. <laughs> I think it's just like the that grind mentality. I just... I'm tired of you know like I don't know I'm I'm trying to think I don't it feels like I don't I don't know I don't you know I, you don't, you don't have to answer like you don't have to know I'm just suggesting maybe it's not the like it's not the the answer or like the issue like because like like I said like whatever wherever you go like you're still gonna be the person that you are and I don't know um yeah. Yeah, I just want, I, I don't know, I just feel like I want, like, a slower pace of life, you know? Yeah. Not, you know, always just chasing. It feels like New York feels like it's always, like, you're always chasing something, you know? Even if it's, like, chasing to get ahead. <clears throat> Do you think that's just, like, um, like, a, I don't know, sort of, like, the collective unconscious of, like, the people who live there that, like, kind of... Yeah, I would say say the majority of people I talk to, like, that's their problem, you know, is like that, that always wanting to, like, at least get ahead or, you know, grind. you're like that, too, to some extent, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, without a doubt, like, I always want to be, have a lot of savings or, like, always be comfortable and not have to, like, worry about, you know, the future, Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. I guess you always worry about the future. And that's not always true for everybody. Like that right. lives here. That they worry about hustle or grind or whatever. I would say the majority of people do. Think I about I don't know. I don't know. I think it's your mindset. Yeah. I, I don't know. think everybody, I mean, I think mo- like mo- the majority of people that I know are just like they do their job and they enjoy it or don't or but whatever. Who? People I work with. What do you mean? Women? <laughs> oh, now we're okay. Oh, no, no, no. Cut it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Women. I think we all have okay. different worries. Just like you're, you're a mom, you, you know, you probably have more worry in terms of the children, yeah. but I think on the average couple, yeah, the man has more worry in terms of like financial security and like stuff like that, and that's part of the mm-hmm. dynamic that we have. And I think that's part of the dynamic the average couple that we're friends with have. So you, but you're gonna take that to anywhere else. It's not a New York specific thing. I know that. I'm not saying I wouldn't. Well, I never said that. But that's what you're saying. You're like New York is such a grind. No, but I think it's more, it's like part of the culture here. I think it's a lot more. And I'm telling you that the culture that I see is not that. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I I feel like, I don't know. Like, I don't live there. I mean, I find it, like, when I've been there, I've I've definitely felt that it's a kind of, like, stressful environment. Um, But, like, we we do move slower here in the South, like like there's there's some truth to that but i think that like i do have to agree with colleen that like those 
those worries, like whatever stress you have will exist no matter what. And it's not just New York. Now, could you have a little like, I, would you benefit from like slowing down a little bit? Probably. But you also seem like somebody who like is always doing things like you don't really slow down. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. You're like a busy body. <laughs> it's not the pace of things that bother me necessarily. I like doing like I'm always going to be somebody who do. You just want more time to do what you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time. Oh my god. I want to be alone more and have the ability to like be creative in some aspect. You know. Yeah. yeah like New York really limits that because it's like. But it's not New York. Yeah. It's the position you're in here in New York. So I got to get in a better position here, I guess. Yeah. Go make more money. Go manifest yourself a new job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously, like, sometimes it feels like you're just so programmed that it's like you don't even see outside of, like, what you're programmed, you know? Yeah, know. definitely. And that's what I, like, that's, like, the whole thing like whether it's religion whether it's like the media or like whatever's going on like we're all just we have a lot more programming I think than we realize like or just like things that were conditioned in us like as children and our families like I don't know and it's really hard to like break like cut those cords and break like break down those like unconscious behaviors that we all like have you know it's hard to even see it sometimes like yeah exactly like and another person like on the outside can totally tell you like you know what's wrong with you or what they think is wrong with you based on their own like programming and conditioning but like you you know yeah how do you get rid of that though what'd you say how do you get rid of that i don't i mean i don't know that you like 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 even the <coughs> like programming it's like i've done mediumship for a long time like even when i first started i was like oh is this evil all this stuff there's no part of me that even thinks it's evil but like there is like some a voice in the back of my head sometimes that's just like oh what's going on here like it's st- like i still have this like even if it's like 1% of me that like thinks like oh is this wrong should i be doing this like and it's like i don't even really believe that so it's like where where like how do you get rid of that like that's just like the nasty voice in your head i think we i think that's just like part of human like being a human i don't know i think i really don't think that- I have to get it out maybe it's serving because maybe it's influencing me it's the same thing in terms of money like maybe there's something in me that always believes like there's just one percent that's like holding me back like but it's only holding you back if you believe it is i kind of believe it is mm. and you have to deal with that but maybe there's some part of you that like is benefiting from the catholic programming keeping you on your toes or just like keeping you tethered to like the reality of like your where you're at spiritually Maybe you're looking at it as evil, but it's not evil. It's just part of who you are as a spiritual person. Yeah. Yeah. I Well, so 
I don't know what one thing like I took away I had a therapist that I was seeing for a long time and one thing he taught me was like because I have like I was having just like really intense anxiety and it was really holding me back you know (laughs) like it literally was um but like what do you explain is like that that's a like normal like stress response it's like it's it does serve a purpose like having anxiety is what like kept people from I don't know like you know like just evolutionarily like it exists for a purpose and like yours is just overactive because of like whatever trauma bullshit blah 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 and like you have to just like you have to learn to like talk yourself out of or not you know what I mean like you talk like not to believe it all the time I guess that's what I'm trying to say is like it's like except- you have that thought if you know that you it's not true and like you you know you can't believe everything you think I guess and and so like you having that thought isn't good or bad it doesn't mean anything it's just like it's just there and it's you know it, it's maybe not serving a purpose or whatever um you can just like let it go I guess is what I'm trying to say like you don't have to like attach yourself to it yeah even well, though like that's kind of I mean it's still hard but I guess like that's that's the only thing I I've ever heard that kind of like clicked for me I was like oh it's just it's you know it's it doesn't mean anything like I mean it, there's a difference between like anxiety that like uh, is good and that like serves a purpose and then there's like just those like bad like thoughts about myself or like questioning myself like that's so, a lot of that's just like chatter like nonsense <laughs> I can just like not I don't have to listen to it or believe it uh-huh. <laughs> but I think it's like it's sort of like how people ask about um you know, like, I think in the mediumship circle the other night, someone asked the question about, like, how do I know what's, like, spirit and what's just, like, you know, I don't know, like, what, like, my own, like, my own, like, voice in my head or, like, the anxiety, like, that's coming through, like, does that mean it's, like, like, what's the difference between my like intuition and talking to spirit and just my own like inner dialogue, I guess. Like, I feel like somebody asked a question like that and it's such a hard thing to answer because it's, you know, like the feeling you get, (laughs) you know, it it just, you're feeling, you know, like how do you, you know, people can't, people aren't really aware of why they're feeling things now. That's just by themselves with their emotions so how do you like how do you become aware of like when it's you or that you know it's a it's definitely like the hardest aspect of mediumship is like mm-hmm. but that's what i'm saying too it's like uh, just about you know your um like you questioning yourself or you know having like these sort of intrusive thoughts about like everything being a grind and needing to get out of New York. Like I think some of the time we probably just have to like let that, you know, just like let it, let it flow through you and like, let it go. Cause it's, I don't, I, I don't know that it holds you back because it seems like you, I don't know. Like I haven't known you that long, but I feel like you've manifested a lot for yourself in that amount of time. 
So yeah, it's not like it's not working. It's just maybe not working at the pace you want it to. Yeah, maybe. It just feels like, I don't know, sometimes I just feel like stuck here, you know? And yeah. you know, I don't know. I'm trying to work through it. Maybe something will shift. <laughs> but um, yeah, so yeah. all right. Um, Did Colleen leave? Where'd she go? Yeah, she had my kids oh, with the boss. Well, I'm sorry we didn't get to say like goodbye to her, but I'm really glad that she came on. She's she has um, uh, yeah, I I really like her perspective, um, and especially about like gratitude and I don't know. I think that that's that's a good. Um, I think I I needed to hear that today at least because I've been feeling kind of like blah about my life and like trying not to get sucked into like I don't know yeah. you know like just like seasonal like depression feelings or whatever and like, yeah. and just, like appreciate appreciate things a little bit more maybe like if you I don't know I feel like when I'm kind of like in a limbo place it's like I I just try to do things like actually a mentor of mine always taught me to just like kind of do things that are fun, you know, even if they, whatever, like me, I like art. So I would like draw, paint, um, you know, go to the ocean, go into nature, (laughs) but just like find something that you're having fun and grateful for. And it kind of helps you move the energy through. Mm -hmm. That's so true. That's so true. Um, yeah. So. Well, sorry to get all inspirational and shit. I didn't mean to do we're that. All, we're all good. <laughs> good for people. It's good. No, it's good. It is good. I think, well, it's just funny how, like, we start out talking about, like, the concept of evil and, like, what that means. And, and then, like, it becomes, like, this whole other thing. That's what I like about, I mean, yeah, that's what I like in a podcast, to be honest. Just like seeing where it goes, um, or where the conversation leads. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you want to wrap it up? Yeah. So okay. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thank you guys. Amen. Um, <laughs> all right. Bye. Peace. Bye.